that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Hello. Welcome to Hump Day Vibes, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. Hope you're all having a fantastic day today. And today on the show, we have the Reddit question. We're talking about military enlistment. We have Game Sesh. We're going to be talking about dating apps such as Tinder and Bumble and how they are owned by the same company. We also have Nerd Talk. And then we're also going to be talking about our parliament. And we have much, much more coming up on the show. But we're going to go to our first song. And coming up right now, we have Poison by Cody John. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. And for the Reddit question of the day... What is it, Brock? What is it? What is it? Tell what us. Is it? What, is, what it? is it? It is, what happens in movies that make you say, that literally never happens in real life? Hmm... That's an interesting one, isn't it? I guess you would have to think, actually, every single sci-fi movie ever, in regards to how ships move and you hear everything in a space battle. I was going to say a lot of plot armor. Yes, plot armor (laughs) indeed. Like, especially when... See, we always bring up Star Wars in some way. No, no, no. no. You bring up Star Star Wars, Star Star Trek in some way. What other thing in fiction has as much plot armor as the Rebels? Yeah, but to be fair... I, I'm, we're going to ignore this one. Yes. But We're talking about it. It's but sci-fi. Space battles. Sci-fi, I feel like a, you can't include sci-fi because it's yeah. science fiction for, you know, literal senses. Okay, what about logic in horror movies, perhaps? Yes, that is perfectly okay. Yeah, hmm. let, let's go in the room where we've literally just... There's only one place to hide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hide under the bed. Yeah, and the let's monster never looks there. Let's not run out the front. Yeah. Why would we run out the front and run away? Yeah, what about in uh, Halloween as well, when the, the woman sort of stabs Michael Myers and then she just sits there crying for a bit with her back turned to Michael Myers, just allowing Mike Myers to like rise up and then start walking towards her. Yeah, just how idiotic some of the characters in such movies are. But that's the point. We enjoy stupid characters getting killed off. If we go sci-fi-wise, I just there's some things I just get annoyed with, say, like The Mummy. Just all that's not walk- sci-fi, though. Eh, kind of is, though. It's more in the horror category. Anyways, it's just like there's these warnings available and then people just ignore them. It's, that's usually the big premise thing. Everyone ignores these warnings for science and exploring, but it's just, hey, the tomb says this thing, don't open the tomb. Now we're opening the tomb. <laughs> yeah, there is like a limit to like human curiosity, if you would think about it. But um, like you can imagine some characters like in a potentially scary situation and it's quite clear that there's like imminent danger, but then the person's like, oh no, we must discover this for, for science. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna say, um, my example I was gonna give is when there's a group of people having a conversation and there's a quote unquote nerdy character explaining something, and then all the people go, English please, or whatever they usually yeah. say. Yeah. It's like no one does that, and it's not that complicated for whatever they're saying. Yeah. Mm. No, that's very true. There's so many situations, though, that if you think of... Yeah. My, my favourite one, though, is somewhere that they're fishing. Yeah. Like, yes, there are situations where you can throw a line over and get something straight away. But 99% of the time, that's not the case. What about the likelihood of being, like, um, pulled off of the, bo- of the boat? 
Oh. Like, say, in The Lord of the Rings and The Return of the King with the Smeagol. No. You're such plebs. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Or maybe some cops missing shots. That's yeah. That actually annoys me a lot. Yeah. Or just, like, villains in general, you know, they they can't really shoot, you know, the side of a barn or anything like that, you know? <laughs> actually, that's so true. Like, they cannot. And there's another thing that... Uh, I was actually watching The Big Bang Theory, and this is another thing. All these bad villains are usually doctors. Yeah. It's always that idea of the sort. evil scientist as yeah. well. Yeah. And that's kind of a, an interesting thing. Like, I don't think that's the case normally. <laughs> Here's another one for you. What? When... Something happens in a movie, and someone like walks in on another person. They're like, "Wait, I can explain," yeah. and then the person just never lets them explain, and they walk out. Yeah, that never happens. I, I would walk out usually if the situation that you're talking about is happening. No, I'm not even talking about that. But I mean, ninety nine percent of the time, in like any situation, that's what happens. But mm. people do talk, you know. Yeah. Like that's not what movies aren't portraying the right thing. Especially like romantic movies as well. Yeah, exactly. Please just listen to me. No. Oh, you, okay. And there's some way too many, like, ridiculous grand gestures. Just arbitrary that drama creepy. as well. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And there's one more I'm going to bring up. Yes. So these guys have obviously heard of the Fast and Furious like tra- uh, franchise. Yes. Have they not all killed in a crash at some no, point? No, I'm not going on that angle. So a character moves to another country or goes to another country. So, for example, uh, Tokyo Drift. All the characters are just normally speaking English. Well, Ooh. yeah. Well, actually, think about it, though. Maybe because as native English speakers, we're kind of spoiled rotten around the world because we're so arrogant that we assume that the person just sort of knows English wherever you are as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm. It's really terrible. Uh, we are actually the worst culture. See, the luxury of having English as a global language. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't the other side of the world say the same thing, though? Wouldn't the luxury of... Uh, having Mandarin as, like, the global language. Yeah, but you're not going to have, like, Finnish as a global language. Well, why not? It's a difficult language to start, but... Uh, is yeah. it? But, I mean, so is English. Yeah, but you just got to think about the history of the British Empire. You know, you got to look from a global perspective, man. That's what you got to do. Explain, real quick. Well, just... <laughs> just the British Empire and the US, like, spreading their influence around the world... And also you have to think about culture as well, like the influence of Amer- of the American uh, film industry as well and how that's spread around the world. Many people around the world learn English by just watching movies as well. Yeah, that's true. I'll say one, though. Physics. Just yeah. physics in general. <laughs> physics, so often. I was watching the uh, Captain America movies and stuff, and there is a lot of physics issues in there. I think <laughs> Spider-Man brought that up in Civil War. It's like, that shield doesn't obey the laws of physics at all. Oh, really? I don't remember that part. But yeah, that's... That's something that I see a lot. Like, physics doesn't seem to work. That's true with science in general in movies, yeah. where, like, all the lab results and whatnot and the experiment... It always has to go wrong. It has no, to go wrong. It has to go wrong, or the results happen instantly, yeah. where they're like, wait, I found the cure, or anything so, like that. And all these people are getting superpowers, you know, they get them because of a field experiment. But if it was truly a field experiment, wouldn't the person just be dead? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Here's another one, though, that I actually quite like. So, Interstellar... Good gets, movie. Yes, but the black hole... Yeah, they would they have, he would right. have died. He would have been killed. No, 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 no. But they get the generation of it right. Yeah. Because the way it was generated was they literally had a physicist yeah, give Kip them Thorne. calculations. That was Professor Kip, Kip Thorne. Okay. And, they, yeah, so, and then they put it into a render engine and they came out with that result. Yeah. And they're wondering why, like, is this a bug? Because they had two rings of light around it. So yeah. the light from the backside is being bent around the actual center mass as well. So it looks like... It looks weird. It looks like it's got a double Saturn ring, but really it's 
like you know, Sandring has one, but has two instead. But also, you've got to think about the you know, the gravitational pull of the black hole. When Matthew McConaughey was crossing the event horizon, he should have been killed. Yes, in that situation, yes. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting, but we're going to go to our next song, though. <laughs> yes. Speaking of black holes. Yeah. This one coming up is Nurture by Thornhill. Thornhill. Thorn. Yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister, that one. And once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock Barron and Alex. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more microphone bumping. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. That was a good song. What was it? Yeah, well, I was getting to it. Well, Get sorry. Yeah. But you know what? Thanks for the reminder, though. I felt good. You know, you got my back, you know? Yeah, exactly. But either way, though, uh, so what we just listened to was Modern Tragedy by Daylight Avenue. And before that, we had Satellites by Mishmash Radio Ensemble. And so kind of two different genres right there. One was really smooth and the other was more like pop rock sort of style. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice mix. Yeah. Either way, though, the topic we're going to be talking about, though, is the military and enlistment. And what I'm going to bring forth is, do you think it would be a good idea if Australia had a mandatory enlistment from ages 18 to maybe 25 or so? Look at this Supreme Leader Brock, so obsessed with military mobilization. I know, right? Are you like equip- equipping the nation for total war? What is this? Well, in the future, maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I consider it as something that should possibly happen, especially with the people that make no choice to go anywhere, because when it comes down to it, their choices will affect everyone else. And yeah, okay, they're going to be doing nothing, but if they go do that, they can possibly get a skill out of it. Yeah. And, and then that skill, they career prospects yeah. as well. well and like the the question of mandatory military enlistment, it doesn't necessarily mean straight to like the front line. There are many services within all the branches of the military, like very technical or even just food or engineering. You know, you can learn a lot. I think say. that would be a clause though that the, they wouldn't be going to the front line though. Yeah, that's something I'd say straight out. Oh, I mean, unless, if you'd like to, yeah, it'd be choice. It'd have to be a choice. Unless I don't know for some reason the nation was mobilized, like fully mobilized for like total war against some existential yeah. threat. Let's, then, not, let's not like go there, though. That's uh, another topic entirely. But as a uh, exercise to probably you know encourage people to grow, I think that's a great thing to do. I think that's absolutely great. Like, we should be doing that. And it would sort of teach people to, you know, to be more physically fit and disciplined as well, I would say. And then take their rules of, like, being citizens a lot more seriously as well, I'd imagine. And that's the thing. I'd like to stress, it's not as in combat military. No. Like, there's so many different aspects to it where you're, like, public servant and whatnot, like, policemen and stuff like that. I think that can also come under the uh, umbrella of what we're talking about with enlistment. Yeah. Medics. Yeah, that. exactly. Medics as well. So, Like, first aid training, that's invaluable. Yeah, exactly. And so... You'll enlist, you'll learn your skills, like you were saying, Byron, and then you just you get something out of it. You can either have the option to leave or continue on with the military as well. Yeah. But the question is, though, what are the clauses that they cannot go into it? I'd say if you have disabilities of some form. If you're physically injured or, like, crippled or whatever. Yeah, like injuries. If you're just physically incapable of doing it or you have some psychological conditions. I think another one should be a high-achieving academic person as well, though. Academic or... Olympic athletes who have won medals and whatnot, like something like that could be a good idea because especially like we have a lot of uh, young sportsmen coming through and realistically there's some 18 year olds who have won gold medals and whatnot before or they've performed well. So I think if you've won medals in say the Commonwealth Games or like the Olympics or anything along those lines, I think those would be good exemptions. 
as well but you yeah. know like high achievements but it's but also like high achievements like especially if you you're in like sort of the academic level you could probably apply for officer training as well you'd certainly be capable of it exactly yeah that's that's another that's again another deep hole we can go down as well but when it comes down to it how do we decide though which part well for firstly how do you decide how high educational level do you have to have to go into it or not Mm. You make, so you make it mandatory for all citizens, so it doesn't matter on what your education level so, so, is. So I come out with a 99 in my ATAR, yep. and then I want to be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why can't I just go straight to be a doctor? Well, what's stopping you from enlisting and enlisting as a medical unit? Well, that's the thing, though. Why wouldn't I just go straight here, train to be a doctor, and then not actually... Yeah, well, I guess you can sort of, like, have this sort of, like, appeal application where you can provide reasons as to why you would not be necessarily suitable for it or, like, you've got other occupations. Or we have an age range. So yeah. we make it... Uh, you have to enlist from, say, certain ages, from, say, uh, 18 to... 25. 25 or something So not when you're, like, signs. 30 or anything like that? Yeah, so you no. don't have to enlist, like, straight away, but you have to enlist at some point. Mm. So okay, that's a bit different. That's yeah, like, so you that. must do it at a certain time. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's we'll change it up so we okay. like at certain age period. And if you don't enlist by that uh, point, like where you reach twenty five, you have to. I think for yeah younger members of the population, it would be quite beneficial to them as well. But also, here's another thing. What about like the duration of service? Would it be like a few months or a couple of years? I'd say depending on what Six you're doing, months, maybe. I'd say depending on what you're doing, I reckon a year minimum. Yeah. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, like, again, then that, that changes for whatever you're doing. So say if it's like a medical unit, maybe that's a bit longer to refine your skills and whatnot. Well, mm. I consider this as another area where we can go, okay, you could put nurses through this. Yeah. You could get their training through this entire thing instead of having to go to university. And with that, they can, you know, spend four years in it, do all that then, and then choose to stay or come back and work at a hospital or something yeah. like that. Or, again, you could have people doing trades, and that could be a new way to get skilled labor into the workforce. Exactly. And, for example, uh, say if you're not on the front lines of something, but you've enlisted, and you want to be a mechanical engineer or something along those lines. You get to work on tanks. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, working on tanks and whatnot. That's valuable experience. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, like, it might be seen as a negative when you use the terms, like, military enlistment or, like, something along those lines. When you actually think deeper about the opportunities available in that, it's like a hands-on practical component of learning. Here's one thing I was thinking of. Were any of you in any of the military cadet branches? No, I wasn't. No? No. No. Well, listen here, boy. I was in the Royal, the British Air Force cadets. Yes. The British Air Force cadets. Yeah, I joined the Australian Air Force cadets for like a week. I find it a bit boring. Were you in scouts at all? Yeah. Oh, cool. I find air cadets better than scouts, to be honest. Because I guess the, you know, the age range was slightly older. Yeah, and it would have been. Going on like uh, mock military exercises in like the woods, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, you had to go like, you were like um, going to like rifle ranges and all that. That was great. I liked, I, I guess the shooting part would be fun. But and also anyway. I was flying planes as well. Oh. Yeah. Because well, you know, I was in the Air Force Cadets. And I met the Queen when I was in the Air Cadets. Maybe we'll get more information about that later though. Yes, old boy. Yeah, we're going to go to our next song, however. And coming up now, we have Bliss by Tasman Keith and Stevie Jean. I'll heal Field Marshal Brock. That's me. (laughs) And you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! 
This is Gamesish. See, I nearly messed that up again. You two saw that. You nearly did. But the previous song was... Oh my brain just died there. Was Outside by RHCP. And before that was Waiting for the Day by Scott Candlish. Wait, Brock. I need to do the usual things here. But you're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Bynan and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Yes, Brock. So just to let you know, uh, RHCP is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, you screwed up there. <laughs> well, why don't you just... Ah, uh, dear. Have but you... you know how old-fashioned I am. Yeah, it's not uh, my fault there. That was, that's, how, that's how it I'm was in the system. Old. Well, yeah, but when it comes to music tastes, you know my music tastes. Yeah. Yeah, horrible, right? Yeah, horrible. Well, it's like your taste in movies, you know? What taste in movies? Exactly. You're a pleb when it comes to movies. I'm the same when it comes to music. Anyway, so we have an interesting topic for the game sesh. Would you want to start us off, Byron? About the Switch port. Oh, oh right. You? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Switch has just announced that... Oh, the, there's been an announcement that Jedi Outcast 2 is going to be ported to the Switch. Now, this is not the actual topic now. The topic, <laughs> though, is that... I love Jedi Outcast. Firstly, keep in your pants. Um... <laughs> So the topic is, though, is it, are they porting too many old games? Uh, I would agree and disagree. It really depends on some games that were, like, abandoned over the years and have been revived to, for newer audiences to discover. But uh, I don't like, especially with Skyrim as well, it's on every platform now. Yeah, there's a reason for that. It's because very it's popular, six, and yep. I don't consider that a porting an old game situation. I consider that a game that still has a massive modding computer community being really popular so i think that's a different story entirely mm. while when you look at say star wars yes. games <sighs> and the old ones they shouldn't mm-hmm. be ported just for an example they should be left there and i think new content should be created because there's plenty of new content out there yeah. a lot of indie things as well so why not have them out there and getting the you know people enjoying those i mean those games went free pretty much recently anyway so yeah I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took an arrow to the knee. Can we kill him? Boo. Boo. <laughs> Dead meme. No, but the uh, the ports topic is actually serious, though. Just for the fact that I mentioned before to you guys off air about Doom and how that got ported to the Switch as well. Yeah, what was the thing? You had to sign up for Uplay to play it? What was this? Yes, so the original Doom yeah. on the Switch port now has DRM, which is, if you don't know, digital rights management. Mm. Uh, basically, so you have to actually sign up for you play the you play service uh, and like with an email and whatnot to play the original Doom, which didn't need any of that. That is awful, and I especially, especially hear it when you like when you buy the game on Steam and it forces you to sign up for other forms of software. Yeah. So, I remember buying Doom on the Xbox 360, not including the original one that we had on a disc that we got from you know get 20 games and Doom was on it. But I remember getting that, and there was no DRM on that. You could play four player; it worked perfectly. Yeah. But this seems terrible. Especially for Doom. Like, it was multiplayer and it had a large multiplayer community to it. And if Ubisoft had actually had good dedicated servers, I would sort of understand. But, yeah, seriously, for the original Doom, you had to sign up for Uplay. Yeah, and the irony of the entire situation, though, is the fact that Doom already exists on the Switch in, like, homebrew form. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, which doesn't have uh, DRM on or anything along those lines. Do you know one thing I would recommend you two get? Get Doom 2 on Steam, the original, and then download a mod called Brutal Doom. Cool, I think you're I might off topic. Show- yeah, but... Stay on topic. It's video games. 
it is video games. But anyways, the but I'm finding this is happening a lot though. Old ports coming to new devices. Nintendo is notorious for it with their old catalog, Super Nintendo ports coming in, they're bringing the emulator across, doing all that stuff. But when is it too much? Like, they've gone and released the, you know, Super Nintendo Mini, for example. Yeah. And then they literally left some code in there saying, you know, enjoy the extra mods you put on this. because, And they left a lot of space on there to put extra games on there. Yeah. I know you could put, like, I think, like, 40 more games onto it if you wanted to. And it was very easy to get into as well. This is the community we live with. We love our mods and we love doing all that stuff. Mm. Why are you also putting it on the new device? And also, I don't like it when some developers or publishers try to control mod- the modding community as well. Especially when it came to like the Steam Workshop. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that fiasco with well, the paid pay for mods. It. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no, 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 no. I like nothing pay- wrong with that. I like donating to the actual creators of it, like voluntary donations to it. That is how they're getting it, though. No, no, no. But here's yeah. the thing: there was a th- there was a thing where it wasn't actually going to the developers and the creators and the mods. It was going to Valve. Oh, oh wait, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. That's not that's not that, entirely. That, that was the reason why there was such a huge backlash originally to paid mods. Anyway, so are we all in agreement then? They should stop porting. Yeah, I think it depends <laughs> on it the varies recency depending of the, on the game. game, like and the recency. So, like, like there are yeah. some old gems out there like back in video game history that haven't just seen the light of day in a very long time and i think would deserve attention once more but yeah it really depends on a case-by-case basis okay let's go firstly let's go with mario kart being ported and slightly upgraded on the switch from the original wii u does look good it looks yeah it no it it looks the same Mm. but they've added a few more features to it like a multiplayer feature that should existed beforehand and was it not already multiplayer the multiplayer was useless compared to what they've got now. Yeah. The multiplayer now emulates what it was on the N64. Oh, right, right. I thought you were talking about the Wii version. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, I felt like, I felt kind of ripped off when they ported it though. Because mm. I had Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. Thank you, my brother, for that. Um, and yeah, I've, they ported it and then actually put what was supposed to be on it. It's like a port, but an upgrade or port or a mod maybe. And yeah, and they charge full price for it. And, you know, the controllers are terrible when you play it. I felt like it was a ripoff. Yeah, see, I'm actually in the opposite camp. I actually feel that ports are okay. So, it took, like, if you own the game, then you might get annoyed at it. But say if you don't own the game, there's so much more games out there you can experience now that it's on your console or the PC of, of your choice. But what about if you own the game already, but you can't play it anymore? Mm. In what sense? Say your Super Nintendo breaks and you own the cartridge. Yep. But then they're like, oh, here's the release of it. I can't be like, oh, I own the cartridge. Can you give me the game so I can still play it? I've got to get another Super Nintendo working somehow. I mean, technically, that's kind of on you, though, right? So, for example, say if I buy a CD and I um, I snap the CD, I can't just go, oh, I want another CD I'm gonna, to put this in my DVD player. Did you do that in your childhood? Did no. you just snap Did CDs? Did your dad do it? No. <laughs> my dad has records. Thank you very much. I had a dark... Like, growing up with three sisters, and they would always, always, always forget to put the disc back in the box. So what would happen? Back in the days when the uh, discs didn't have any scratch protection on them. Yeah, a lot of games I couldn't play. (laughs) During my PS2 days. (laughs) Yeah. Too many of them. Too many of them. But anyway, such nerds that we are, it's certainly interesting to talk about. Coming up now, we have a song called Hair Up by Justin Timberlake. Stay tuned. And that was Talk Talk. By Ivy. And before that was You're Welcome 
by Dwayne Johnson in his performance in Moana. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And one thing I noticed is that the majority of songs in the world, they're primarily concerned about the topic of love. And speaking of love, I think Byron has some interesting conversations to talk about dating apps. So, firstly, I had a friend request me to join another dating app for some unknown reason. Aww. And so I was going through and just had a quick bit of research on the internet. And I came across some articles. And it turns out most of the dating apps out there are owned by one company. Well, that doesn't surprise me. And it just it becomes an interesting thought pattern where if this is the case, like that the standard, you know, you got Plain Fish Tinder, Hinge, all of all these big ones are all being acquired by the same company. And it's a billion dollar industry. Are you saying there might be like some black mirror scenario in the future where that one company has like a monopoly on love? I already think they do. Ooh. That's the thing. I actually already think they have a near monopoly on it. Not hundred percent. But they have a huge portion of the market cornered, especially in the mobile dating app situation. Yeah. Like, and this is a scary part. Where does the line get drawn? Because I don't think there's a, there's laws that exist in this type of situation. Yeah. There are laws that exist in, say, movies, for example, where someone can't own all the movie industries, so they're going to be, com- you know, movie companies. So they must have competition. So Disney can't buy out everything, for example. Mm. But, yeah. I'd say... Um there's not. It's not as if like they own the competition or people are not uh, allowing them to distribute their own services. Because at the end of the day, you've got like your Apple, like uh, App Store. You've got Google Play and whatnot. That's a distribution service. So they're not stopping people from submitting their own like platforms. It does make me quite nervous, though, the way the vast majority of modern human interactions are, in a way, controlled by the big tech companies as well. It is though, and everyone connects their Facebook or you know phone number. Being it's more Facebook though, let's be honest. Or now Instagram onto these sites to connect on these dating apps. Mm. But it's the same thing, and this is this comes down to the big picture of it all though. This is information gathering. Yeah. So you're joining one, you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to join this one because I don't like the other one. So. And then all of a sudden, you find some ads, you know, that are very specifically tailored to you. Yeah. Mm. But it's just a, a, something I'd like to share with you guys and. W- like to know your thoughts though about the whole situation if you guys jumped onto two apps so i'm gonna say two strike right now i'm gonna say bumble and tinder because they're quite right. popular ones they're the biggest ones yeah i wouldn't say they're the biggest one. Well, tinder is probably the biggest one but when it comes down to it would you think they owned by the same company no not at first not at first but i actually did know that uh bumble if you're was like, owned yeah. by the same who owned tinder i did know that well, if you're going to be a bit weird about it and actually do some research on it, you would eventually find out. But uh... I actually found out on Facebook, actually. Really? Yeah, like, there was literally, like, a article shared about it, like, ages and ages ago. And I was like, oh, is that true? Looked it up. Yeah, it was true. Mm. I'm going to look it up now. I, that, that's one I actually didn't know. <laughs> so Which one? Well, you didn't know what? Bumble is owned. Sorry, Tinder owns Bumble. Say we well, I don't know if it's vibes. Tinder specifically, mm. but the the thing which owns Bumble is owned by Tinder. Look at so, us. Yeah. We're so I don't pro- know if it's Tinder which actually owns it specifically. We're so professional in Hump Day Vibes, we do the research while we're doing the show. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're, we're revising for the test just a minute before it. Wait, oh, every time. What's revision? Oh. Hey. Hey. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You don't read for your units, I suppose. No, it's not. What? It's <laughs> not. Okay. Wait, what? So I'm wrong in that one. No, it's not. Everything's a lie. So the article, Facebook lied to me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Facebook lied to you, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got who's it owned by? Um, no, that's just their own entity. Okay. 
Interesting. What what company yeah, is this? Or I, what app? I was going to say I had um, read that it's, that it was owned company. by the same company. So Bumble is its own entity, and Match is the one that owns all the other ones. Match is the big one, so to speak. Okay. Mm. And I mean, yeah, when you look at the differences in them, though, what, they both swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, it's always entirely first impression. But the diff- I mean, we all know the difference in Bumble. Bumble was women got a message first. That's the only difference in it. Oh, that and that's why I haven't the- used Bumble, so I don't know. Anyways, I didn't know. It, that, I didn't even know it existed. Okay, well, that's the difference in it, and that's kind of nice and terrible at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they talk be, to you be, first? That could be potentially quite cruel. <laughs> <laughs> no one's messaged me. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the, there's a lawsuit and counter lawsuit happening with it, though. Well, at least was happening. On what topic? Bumble vs Tinder. What, I guess it's patent a, infringement. A lawsuit, though. Yeah, they're fighting each other. Yeah. That's what happened with the quick research just then, two, two seconds on because my phone. Because of, like, the swipe nature? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I think the most defining thing about dating apps, catfish. Oh. Yeah. Like, you're such a catfish. Oh, yeah. this is a favor of mine, though. And this is a lot of what a lot of people do. They get a puppy, mm-hmm. get a photo of themselves with it. Do they all... fear swap it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what happens a lot. And that's something that a lot of people do. And then people like them and then they realize they don't own a puppy. Or what and... about you're looking at a profile and it's always just a group photo. And it's always the same <gasps> people. And you can't find out who it is. Yeah. I could be a potentially a risky now scenario. We're, now we're at problems of what happens on Tinder or other dating apps when you can't figure out who it is. Mm. Do you take the risk? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, three out of four are attractive. <laughs> I think I, what I've I've always struggled entirely with opening lines on Tinder because I'm like the most antisocial, weird person that you can ever meet. History major, would expect. Well, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> See, I was just um, suppressing the anger gave there. Us everything we needed to just know about. Yeah, Alex just to know said. about me. Yeah. Anyway, we're a bunch of weirdos here. Coming up next, we have fingerprints by Hydus Coyote. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Gasper Sands, Come Home, and before that, Hem, Think About It. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock Byron and Alex. I like the way you had such emphasis on Alex there. That was nice. And you know what time it is. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. We could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. So, Brock, what's the topic this week? Yes, so we're going to be nerd. talking esports. And yes, Alex, of course it's nerd because it's nerd talk. Exactly. We've got to be strict here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're following protocol. Yeah, so basically, on the topic of esports, I just want to talk about how. Not only do we have the League of Legends World uh, 2019 Championships coming up, but I also want to talk about how esports has sort of become a prominent thing in not only just pop culture, but even with uh, services such as Netflix. Yes, it has. Yeah. And yep. so there's but where a... where are you going with this? Yep. So I just wanted to say, <laughs> did you know that there is a... And this is how it falls under Nerd Talk. Did you know that there's a Chinese show called The King's Avatar on Netflix, which centers around an esports team being formed? Is yes. this like... Meant to be some fictional story. Is this like real time documentary? No, it's it's fictional, uh, but okay. it's a very realistic and good representation of what an esports organization and how it's run like performs. Yeah, but I'll say straight up, the rest of it is entirely different, entirely terrible. Was it all around Which like part? the personal dramas of such? Okay, oh, so kinda. 
Yeah. Esports teams are really cutthroat. If you're underperforming, you get cut essentially, unless you're under contract. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's a lot of time with sport teams, but I mean, it's a bit different with physical sports versus esports. But in this thing, you firstly see this star player get cut because he's not generating money for the company, essentially. Despite it, him being a literal god of the game. Yeah, the best player in the game. But the reason it being that he's not showing his face at all. But when it comes down to it, though, the rest that exists, well, the rest of the story that exists there is just awkward humor and just awkward moments and awkward characters. It just. I watched two episodes of it. I gave it a go. And don't get me wrong, this esports e- game that they have was actually quite interesting to watch. And if I could just watch that bit, happy days. But then you got to deal with the entire other bit and it just doesn't work. If it makes you feel any better, once you get really far into the series, and it sucks though because uh, like the start of the series is more life-focused before the game-focused, but it kind of becomes a 50-50 split like the later into the series you get, then it really explores the game for you. That sounds terrible. Like that's still too big a split. Yeah, I know. Give me 90%. I, I feel that on some levels, but either way, though, um, basically why I was bringing that up is because esports is becoming normalized, and it it's is. great. It okay, it is and it isn't because now people are going to have dreams of being streamers. Because okay, when I graduated and I went and watched my cousin graduate from primary school, everyone was like, "I want to make games for a living. That's what I want to do." And I can guarantee you, they've all come up now. And by the time they hit high school and just, you know, at 17 or whatever, they would have seen all these Twitch streamers start coming out. And that would be the, that then suddenly would be their next goal. And now the people coming up now are watching people like Ninja on Fortnite and watching that. I can guarantee most of those people aren't watching League of Legends. Oh, like, uh, um, that's, no. see, that's debatable. I mean, the younger kids, yes, yes, absolutely. But with League of Legends, they're absolutely watching. I don't think so. Oh, no, believe me, like, League of Legends has a huge viewership base. Oh, no, it does. Especially, yes. like, on Twitch, like, and, and especially during the championships. Yeah, they have had a huge viewership constantly. I will admit that. But when it comes down to it and the big picture of it, though, I don't think it's the right the right thing for society to have as a goal for all these people coming up because they're all going to want to do it. They all think, oh, that's what I want to do. Not, hey, I'm going to be, you know, something, I'd say, bigger and better because you can only have so many people at the top of that tower there on that Twitch tower saying, hey, I'm getting paid to do this. I don't yeah, think but I mean, anyone should aspire to because I think in order to be immensely successful in that area, it does require a lot of luck as well, I would imagine. Yes, it does. Uh, like the top streamer right now, one of the top streamers we I know of, Shroud, on Twitch, he has been a streamer for a long time, professional CSGO player, and he'd stream whatever he wanted to do. He'd be like, okay, I'm going to play some World of Warcraft now, I'm going to play this, whatever. And he only picked up after around the, uh, I think it was the Battle Royale scene kicked on and because he was doing really well in it all the time and having good highlights and stuff that people were starting to follow him and he got massive through that. Although Shroud wasn't fully a Battle Royale, uh, like Fortnite player though. Mm. He actually barely played Fortnite. No, he never, yeah, he didn't play Fortnite at all. Exactly. But he played, he was a professional CSGO player yeah, as well. That exactly. Was the, that was the other thing that people didn't realise and when finally he did realise that was the situation, people followed him. Mm. But when it came down to it, now he chooses whatever he's going to play, and people sometimes vote as well what he plays. That's cool. That's what's happening. But he's a really ridiculously good shooter at games. And also, you're going to get many people in this day and age trying to follow in the footsteps of many online celebrities. For example, the most successful of them all, PewDiePie, as well. Like a lot of them start off their started off their careers as basically let's players. 
And I guess that's the vast majority of YouTube right now. Although uh, the funny thing is, though, YouTube sort of died down now yeah. in a way. It, things have gone from I want to be a YouTuber to I want to now be a Twitch streamer or something like that. And I wonder what the next sort of thing is going to be because I think it's going to genuinely be I want to be the next like sort of Ninja E Star sort of thing. Mm. I hope not. It's, I really I think hope it's gonna the happen. generation doesn't go that way. That is not what I hope for the society right now. I think. Why can't it just go back to everyone? I want to be a music star or something. No, but well, see, those people still exist. I think it really, not if you're going to be an online personality famous for your video gaming, um, that will be primarily on Twitch. But when it comes to other forms of entertainment, that will still be on YouTube. I don't know. I feel like there's like Documentaries be... are yeah. sort of making, like, they're rising in popularity now. Exactly. And it's like, it's no secret that my life goal is to be the next David Attenborough, so... Seriously? No, it's not. But it, like, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would like to get into voiceover work, though. Oh, yeah. so if anyone's listening on Radio Fremantle right now, hit me up. Like, start, one online personality that I'm certainly inspired by would definitely be, um, you know, Andy Nidell from uh, the Great War YouTube channel. Ah, uh, yes, World yes, War yes. Two. So that sort of idea, where the future of online educational content. And you've done that sort of thing in the past as well with your on this day in history. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. But anyways, that was a segue. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so. We're going to our next song now. Here's Urban All About You. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And that was Kelsey Carter, Liquor Store on Mars, and before that, First Page Desire. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And if you've got any songs that you want to hear on the radio, make sure to hit us up on our Facebook page, which is at Hump Day Vibes, or you can uh, not hit us up if you want to request songs. You can just listen to the shows as well. That works too. <laughs> and that's at humpdayvibes.com. Don't know where I was going with that, but, you know. Where else are we? We're on Spotify as well. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not thinking anymore, man. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I'm just getting tired and tired as the day goes on. My but... day started earlier than yours, so I think if anyone should be tired, it should be me. Exactly. Again, you're caffeine, re- caffeine reliant. And see, the thing is, though, it's good that you mentioned caffeine, because that's actually what I want to talk about slightly. Slightly? Yeah, because it has something to do with it. Okay, so, then. basically, um, I want to bring up the topic of someone uh, thinking something is cool, but it's not really cool. And I had a friend the other day. So, just anything in general, anything not in general. just fashion. Okay, but this is completely preference-based, though, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. But we can possibly come into an agreement about something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're, we're both... Or both. Well, all both. of us are pretty like-minded. So, <laughs> are you yeah. saying that one of us isn't a person? Yes. yes. <laughs> These guys who are listening now can figure that out. Ooh. No, but basically what I was going to say is I had a friend who... Um, Brock 9000. Yes, Brock 9000. <laughs> no, there we go. They uh, gave up caffeine. And basically the person next to him was like having a conversation with them. Like, like, oh, why are you giving up caffeine? I had like six coffees the other day and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking to myself like... Why are you making a competition out of this? Like, they gave up caffeine because they don't want to drink it, you know? Mm. That's that's very fair, though. Yeah, and so that's my thinking. It's like, what's something which you think people think is cool, but it's not actually? Yeah. Because, like, I only drink coffee for... I don't really drink it for the taste. It's purely out of necessity. If you're, like, you know, waking up and you're just tired and you just need something to, you know, wake you up a bit. But, of course, you never, ever want to, like, drink too much caffeine. So, basically, you drink it due to your addiction. Yeah. Yet, yeah, pure I, might be a, I don't know. Well, like sometimes I just need it in order to wake up a bit. Speaking of addiction, yeah. some people think smoking is cool, which I... But by the way, smoking is bad. Do not condone smoking. Don't smoke. But I straight out don't get why people even think it's cool. Mm. And I don't think it's cool at all. I think it looks terrible. But 
And it's funny as well when you mention that because uh, a lot of the uh, social stigma about smoking is about how if you smoke, you're an idiot sort of thing. Yeah. So that's interesting how there's still people out there who thinks it's cool. But, I mean, again, this is just our opinion. It's all subjective, really. But yeah. I guess if you're bragging about smoking, like, why? Okay, here's a controversial one or possibly one. Okay. Mullets. Well, how dare you? Listen, mullets, they're like firmly rooted in the traditions of Australian society. How <laughs> dare you say that? Exactly. And you can never trust, you know, like the, the way to notice a proper true blue Australian, it is the mullet. Exactly. It's legendary. I was going to say how to notice a dodgy one, but okay. You don't judge a man by his looks. You judge a man by the size and the width of his mullet. Well, you can't judge a man by their looks. You know, in certain circumstances, you could. Like you're about to, you know, take over some island with a cat on your lap with that goatee thing you've got. <laughs> and that's another thing I'd like to bring up. I was roasted. There. What, goatees? Yeah. His goatee beard, evil genius facial hair. <laughs> Listen here. The only reason I have this right now is because I could not be bothered to shave this morning, but I want to shave it off because it's annoying and itchy. Well, maybe that's another one. Those who decide that shaving is... Um... If you use, like, a electric razor over a um, manual. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, those who... I prefer a manual. No, but I mean, like, those who say, if you use an electric one, uh, you're not a real man. Okay, here's the thing with that, though. We all rock up to work. There's no guy, like, two guys in a, you know, bathroom going, you're not a man because you're not using it. Like, we all shave at home. Yeah, Yeah. but who the hell... What are you going to get two guys in the bathroom just, like, staring at each other shaving? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. So Wait, how does that even that get experience? brought up? You probably would, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that even get brought up, though? Honestly, look like, how smooth my skin is. <laughs> to be fair, like, that's about being a guy. Like, random topics like that just pop up out of nowhere. Okay, yeah. so here's one. And this will be controversial for anyone that loves cars. I don't think V8s are cool at all. Or any loud car in that matter. I don't really care. Ooh. Cars. I just as long as they fulfill their function and are comfortable to, to ride in, that's all I need. I mean, that's- slightly nitpicky, but I'd say that the kind of the consensus about most like uh, petrol heads at the moment is basically that V6 is the thing which is in at the moment. But they're still even if you go V6, they're still loud and quicker than normal, you know, four-cylinder car. Or in normal meaning, like looser term because there's still four cylinder cars out there that are ridiculously quick and rotary engines as well they're again like 1.2 liters are ridiculously quick but i mean it's more the whole it's loud people rev them more than they should do burnouts and stuff again people think burnouts are cool i don't think they're cool at all i think they're dangerous another thing as well that people think are cool but are certainly not certain tattoos that people in australia get like the southern cross ones (laughs) oh oh the camel toe on their toe Oh wow! Oh. <laughs> or wow. the or the little mustache I... in between, like the fingers. So then, they're like, like, I'm entertaining, and they put it up. And like, yeah. there are some tattoos now that I can understand that they're not cool, but you've got to remember what context they got them in. And I'm specifically specifically referring to tribal tattoos because that's how you can spot an old person because it was rather a '90s trend. Or if tattoos. it's like a tradition among families, still because yeah, that's but... still a thing. Like there, yeah, there's a difference between like you know the traditional Polynesian Pacific Islander style of tattoos, but you know the tribals that you get today. Like, do you do you notice anyone getting tribal today? No, no, exactly. Yeah, I, nowadays I guess the tribal tattoos of today is like pop culture. Yeah, yeah, nothing it's like why, good Star Wars yeah. tattoo out there. It's one of the reasons why you shouldn't really follow trends when you're getting tattoos. Ooh, yes, because so, eventually it will get old. You want something unique to yourself. 
So maybe that's another one. Those who just get tattoos to follow trends. Yeah. That's Ooh, absurd. That, okay, that is... I like that one. Okay, yeah, there's probably people getting Batman tattoos and stuff like that that enjoy it. But yeah. Okay, going to our next song. Here's Pure Mids. I hope you're on a great day. I Enjoying am. the sun. I'm Wait, not. Hopefully it's still sun out there. We have a window closed. <laughs> it could be pitch blackness outside. It could be. Know. We could be getting invaded and this might not even be going to air. But you're listening to Hump Day Vibes and Ray Freeman on 107.9 FM. No! And that was Ocean Alley, Confidence. And before that, Chelsea Manor, Breathe. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. And unfortunately, we're at the end of our show today. But before we finish, Alex, you have a question for us. Well, since it is the Rugby World Cup coming around in just under two weeks. Yeah. My question to you two, what team do you think is going to win? New Zealand. Okay. What about you, Brock? Ooh. You know what? I'm Who are just, you rooting for? Just- I'm I'm going to be throwing out a random suggestion right here. I'm going to say New Zealand as well. <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, we we know who the best are. We kind of, like, they are the best, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Islanders? They are built for battle, and rugby is battle. Yeah. Like, why why wouldn't you be going for them? You said Ireland there, not New Zealand. Oh, did I? Whoops. So I'm like, I appreciate what you said there. Well, I said Islanders. I didn't say Ireland. Oh, I thought you said Ireland. No, no, no. no. You really you, got me wrong there, I too. I thought you said Ireland is. Oh. Ireland is maybe going to win. And yeah, okay, look, yes. they are at the top, but they're just Ireland's holding gonna on win. right no, now. I think Ireland's... Oh, wow, I know as... exactly what you're going to do. Oh, no. Don't <laughs> You've been listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Freeman on 107.9 FM. Thanks for listening. Chuck Yarla! Goodbye, everyone. And-